Are you are you looking it up? Yeah. The pig. Okay. P-I-double-G. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, what are you, do- what are you doing? Dog. What are you the doing? D-O-double-G. No. P-I-double-G. There's a... There's a... Oh, Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> you know Peppa, too? I do know Peppa, bro. Oh. Yeah. Peppa's my dog. No. Pe- Wait, what? Wait. Peppa's your dog? <clears throat> if a pig could be a dog, the pig in Pig was a dog. Yes, uh, I think I got that. <laughs> that um, took me a minute to uh, to realize. It was, it was a pig. Was a weird. It was a weird time. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, it was a weird time. Pig is one of those movies that, for whatever reason, critics are like enamored by, and they're like, it's this deep meditation on grief and right. loss and. Oh, all that stuff, and uh, I just thought it was fucking weird. It was weird as hell. It had yeah. It had a couple cool moments, but mostly like, mostly like, it was the cinematography and like technical aspects that made those cool moments. Yes, I would agree. I don't. I I knew it would be weird because it was Nick Cage, right? And, and he, it's literally about a guy does, trying to he find. He only a pig. does weird. That's all At he does. At this point in his career, yeah. And good on him. I think that's great because he's going to have a better chance of success doing that than another fucking Ghost Rider movie. Right. <laughs> you know. First Ghost Rider I, was fine. <laughs> okay. And the... Did we need two? Yeah. The CGI in the second one, though, was really good. Pretty good. Like, the it, when he is Ghost Rider, like, it, it looks pretty... Anyway, anyway. Um, getting off track. I don't um, know. I didn't... I think I expected more from the story. Like, I expected the stakes to be a little higher. Yeah. It really did only come down to his pig, who was only valuable. Like, his the pig's only real value was to him. Because right. the people that stole it, it ended up being, like, some junkies that didn't even care about the pig's right. talents. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. The, the stakes weren't really high. They weren't really high. Like, the guy and- just wanted the pig... Who was only valuable because he had a relationship with it. Right. And also, I think one thing the movie kind of struggles with, too, is it. I think it tries to kind of establish Nick Cage's character as kind of a nihilist. Like, as someone who thinks, like, we're all just going to die. Nothing, like, really, truly matters. But also, like, every... Like, the... the com- I think about the conversation he has with the chef at that... Uh, that one super fancy place they go to and he has to speak to the chef and he has that conversation with him asking him like, you know, I fired you because you always undercook the pasta. Yeah. Right. And then the conversation kind of devolves into what this guy actually wanted to do with his career versus what he actually did. And I think to me, I was kind of confused whether the, like, was the story trying to be about like how, Nothing matters if you don't care about something or nothing matters at all because a lot of the time in the movie, Nick Cage is like, nothing matters, we're all going to die, everything is shit. But then there's kind of moments of him showing that that care for something, but it's never really the primary focus of his, of his right. dialogue. His dialogue and his monologue or his, the times he's actually talking, which isn't a ton... It's always like the focus is on him just being like, 
I don't matter. You don't matter. We don't well, matter. And it, I think it's kind of strange. I think they kind of blurred that line because you're right in like the message that he, that his character told was that nothing matters. Um, but also the actions that he showed were basically that he didn't, he also didn't care about anything. He cared about right. the pig, yeah. but didn't, didn't care about him. So I feel like they also did his character kind of a disservice by making mm-hmm. him out to be this guy who just like doesn't take care of his own shit. Doesn't take care right. of himself. Right. Is just kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know. It made him a little less likable, I think. Yeah. Which I'm not sure that the point was to make his character very likable. I, I would agree. And yeah. I, I think that, I think from a character building standpoint, mm-hmm. a former like world-class chef who is now a recluse is yeah. kind of an interesting story. Oh yeah, for sure. I just don't know that they had much direction for it right. or, or much of a vision for it. Well, and another problem is, you know, with, at least I, I, I personally think like if you have a purpose and to him it seemed like his purpose was his relationship to this pig and in you know creating some sort of revenue for his friend alex wolf's character his friend i I can't remember his name the way like you said kind of the the fact that he's so disheveled and and unclean it doesn't look like he really takes that good care of himself when you have a purpose in your life that's generally those things also follow. Like if you have something you're striving for or that you care about, the idea of like being clean and taking a shower or brushing your teeth, like those things kind of like are like a, a, an add on to the fact that you kind of feel like you have purpose. Therefore you're, you also care about things that maybe if you didn't feel like you had a purpose, you wouldn't necessarily care about. So there's kind of like a, like you said, the idea that they present is interesting, but I don't think it was like fully fleshed out to the point where like it, it made sense why he would care so much about this pig. Cause it, right. it really seems like sure he might, but also like we just get like two scenes of them in the woods looking for uh truffle. Right. And truffles. I think, I think so, that was part of the issue is we see that he cares about the pig. We don't really ever get a why. We don't really understand why he's so attached to the pig. Right. There wasn't some like, there wasn't some like backstory of why like truffles are so important in his career or like, it would have been kind of interesting to be like, oh, he has this truffle pig that he takes care of. And in some way, like his failure to <clears throat> make a world-class dish with truffles was like his downfall or right. something like that. Right. They could, because it doesn't have to be, it can be pretty simple. Oh yeah. But in some ways the pig was kind of the pig was what you would hope mm-hmm. one of the characters would be because right. the pig was one of the only, I, I don't really want to say characters, but right. the pig was one of the only characters that had much of a purpose. Right. It was one of the only things it was in the, the setup that we were told we should kind of care about through the fact of right. through Nicholas Cage's care for the pig. And it was one of the only, one of the only things that the movie kind of showed us that others cared about. Like, mm-hmm. so his, his friend, I suppose cared about, Nick Cage. Right. I don't What was his character's name even? Um, mm, let me tell you. I think it was kind of a weird name. It was something It was something strange. Robin Feld. Robin Feld. Rob Feld. I Robin Rob Feld. I guess that's not that weird. But, not too weird. No. So I guess to some degree his friend cared about him, but his friend mostly cared about the money, which that was kind of clear from the beginning that it was almost a friendship out of obligation. Right. And 
eventually he kind of made the point of like, I'm the only one that ever even checks in on you. Right. But the reason he checks in is because he wants the truffles that are valuable in the restaurant industry. Yes. And, you know, we've talked to, we've talked at length about the idea of showing versus telling. This movie does very little telling. But I think the issue is it also does little showing in key moments. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a very quiet and, and contemplative movie. But I, sure. I, I think the problem is it, it contemplates a little too much at the beginning. Like, it just is an immediate contemplation of, like, whatever, grief or loss, whatever Rob's character is going through. But it doesn't have enough info or showing in the setup to kind of yeah. lead us into like to kind of at least for me like sell me into the idea that the, this the next hour and 20 minutes of this hour and a half long movie is just going to be a very contemplative movie about like you know a chef's life and and yeah what it, what it could mean well, to be part, this person in this situation part of not giving us much to care about is it didn't really give us much to relate to either like the kinds the kinds of relationships I mean, I guess we can relate to the guy and his pig because everybody has pets who they love. But it seemed like his relationship with his pig was a little more complicated than just a pet. Right. Um, which could have, again, made for an interesting story and right. an interesting setup. Mm-hmm. We often talk about movies that give us too much setup or, right. or you know, too much exposition. Mm-hmm. In this case, I felt that it was lacking. In almost any, right? I and mean, it had a, it had some, I guess. Well, and I think I think the exposition that it did have was done properly. Right. It wasn't done just through like lengthy dialogue or it. It did leave some things up for the audience to infer. Yes. But there just wasn't much there. It, there just wasn't a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. Now I thought, with all that being said. Had they set up the story and the the characters' relationships in a way that we could better appreciate, yeah, I think they kind of went down an interesting road at the end, where it kind of comes back to, you know, he starts reflecting on his time as a chef, and right. it shows his his attention to detail and how his background as this world renowned chef has kind of played it's it's strained his life. Right. Um, but he's also willing to teach. He has a passion for his craft. Yeah. And you can you can kind of get a sense of, for a world-class chef of his stature, mm-hmm. it would be something that kind of takes over his entire life. It, right. It becomes his only focus. Um, mm-hmm. And you can maybe kind of put the pieces together that maybe that's where the pig came in, is it gave him a release from this world that he had been... Right, you know, so overwhelmed by that had basically taken over his life and then mm-hmm. chewed him up and spat him out. Right, but we never got any of that background until right. the very end when we see him start to teach his friend how to cook. He mm-hmm. he helps his friend teach or cook a meal for his father. Right, that that he, he told him, for him. Right, that he told him about. He said, "Hey, right, you know, you cook this meal." This was and this was this was a little bit earlier on in the movie. You know, he said, you cook this meal for my mom and dad. And it's like one of the only times I can remember them coming home, like feeling like seeming happy. Right. And like feeling like they, they had had a good time together. And, you know, they were they were laughing and, and talking about what they ate and what they drank. And he said, you cooked that. 
Yeah. And I think also, yeah, you kind of get, you get the weight of what Nick Cage's character kind of experiences in those final scenes because he, you know, he mentions, I, I remember every single meal, every meal I've ever I cooked. cooked and you get, that's seems true to a point because, um, Alex Wolf's character never tells him what he made. Right, he just brings up his parents. He just brings up the fact that you you, you know you cooked this meal for my parents. I'm not sure what you know, right. not sure what it was. And then we get into this that that's one of the best scenes of the movie. And honestly, the, I think the relationship between Rob and Alex Wolf's character is one of the better parts of the movie. Oh like, yeah, it's something that feels like it has a, a a beginning, a middle, and like it has a full arc to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment where they're where they're cooking the meal together. And he's showing him all these different things and, and kind of walking him through the process of, of what he's making. That was a good again, it was it was a great moment because the the movie doesn't waste any time like giving us a bunch of dialogue about what he's doing. It just kind of lets the scene play out with some nice somber music, you know. Well and there's un, something under underneath. There's something so human and so relatable about cooking like it, oh, yeah. it brings people together and in that scene mm-hmm. it did all three of them kind of had their separate motives right his motive was because he knew the emotional response that it would bring out in the father mm-hmm. and he wanted to still he's trying to find out where his pig is right right for the son he's kind of trying to almost like tell his dad off be like look what i'm capable of right and for the dad, he's just trying to get these people out of his house. Like right. he's so hardened yeah. by money and greed, basically by his his business. Right. Yeah. He's like, whatever. If I have to sit down and have a meal with you, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I joked about in that scene the the ratatouille moment. Yeah. Because the dad takes a bite, and you can kind of see it in his eyes where it takes him back to the last happy memory he had of his wife. Yeah. And he just starts yelling at him to get out of his house right. and he starts sobbing. He has a complete breakdown it's, in that moment. It's such a it's such an emotional scene. I think that, that the last probably ten minutes, fifteen minutes of the movie were yeah. the clear high point. Um and they really stood out as kind of these bright spots right. in a film that was lacking in so many ways. I thought those last fifteen minutes were pretty powerful. Super powerful. And you know, I think we we talk, talking a lot about the issues we have with this movie, but the, there are a, a lot of moments in this movie that that do kind of fit the narrative that that reviewers have kind of created with this movie. In that, it, right. the, there is a lot of powerful contemplative moments about grief and 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 loss and you know kind of how what the past can bring out in us. Mm-hmm. I think that's one that's one thing I got a lot of out of this a lot is you know it 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 takes a a big it takes a a deep look at how how the past influences us influences us now yeah and i think though like you said those final 20 minutes or so you get it's like the movie waited an hour and 10 minutes to get to that right right and i guess i guess because it felt so powerful there at the end there are probably a few more moments throughout the beginning and middle of this movie that helped get us there. It just sure didn't feel as impactful in the moment when I was watching it. Well, and I think And I can, still feel that way now about all those moments in the first half of the movie. It can it can be kind of frustrating because like you said it 
they kind of waited an hour to develop those scenes, basically. Right. But it's kind of like we talked about, the first hour was lacking in a number of different areas to where right you see the potential that they had that they just didn't really live up to until the end. And even in a movie that was only what an hour and 33 30 minutes, minutes long, yeah. you, you kind of feel like you just wasted that first hour and you, it leaves you wanting more. Right. But also it leaves you at a point where you're like, there's nowhere else to go. Like they, right. They really, they brought it home. But they just right. the setup just was not there, and it it yeah it takes away from kind of a an exciting end to the film right, um, and it leaves you almost with regret, but also with a little satisfaction. Yeah. like okay, they at least were able to they kind of put stuck, it together stuck at the, the end. landing a little they bit. Stuck the landing exactly. Yeah. yeah, it leaves you wanting more, but not for the future. It leaves you wanting more with what you already have. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's you know, you talk about like we I'm sure we talk about movies like 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 Tenet. Tenet left me wanting more, right? Tenet could have been a 4-hour movie and I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Yeah. But again, it it, it left me wanting more because of how well everything was established and how well everything kind of played out and progressed forward or inverted because it's Tenet. Um with this movie, it's like you get to the end, and you're like, "Wow, I could, I could do with some more of that right there." But all the it's, only it's place like we I can, could have done the only place we can that. get it already already happened. They're right. not gonna read. They're not gonna remake this movie, right? Yeah, and try and do better again in the first hour. And I, they're for sure not gonna do that because this movie has a 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? And the fan the fan score is actually quite high too. It's like 86% approval. Yeah. We're like, we're one of the few people who actually have probably a few more bad things than good things to say about this movie, which is weird. We usually stay, right. I feel like we usually stay pretty in line with what maybe probably more in line with what critics might think. If anything, we're usually higher on movies yes, than a lot of correct. The, yeah. the Rotten Tomato scores. And uh, not so for this one. Not this time. Um... You want to grade it? I don't. I don't really have a lot, a lot more thoughts. I don't even know that this movie could even be. I'd probably give it like a B minus. I'd I'd give it a I'd give it a C plus. Like it, I think. it it has enough to be enjoyable. I probably will never watch this movie again. Right. Uh, there's like there's no there's literally nothing drawn. If I want to watch a movie about cooking, I'm gonna plug chef in right because chef's one of the greatest movies of all i time. think but but yeah no there, it, it's it's serviceable to me it was serviceable it had enough at the end to kind of rope me in more than i thought i was going to be roped in having watched the first hour yeah but yeah it's uh it's a tough movie to sell uh from my Definitely. perspective yeah uh, because I, I really did not think it was quite as good as people let it on to be. It's um, if it were the final fifteen minutes as a short film, which by the <laughs> way, that might work. This movie might have worked as a short film. It might have worked as a short film. Much better as like a thirty I th- minute. Or I think like it a, would have been better. Or like a mini series episode, like a like an anthology episode or something. Yeah. Like a 45, 50 yeah. minute. 
the the last the last 15 minutes if that's all i watched i'd probably give it an a it was very they stuck the landing like you said yeah but i don't i went into this movie expecting something weird yeah and somehow i was i wish it almost would have been weirder like something to like rope me in at least right right it because, was it, yeah it wasn't it was, weird it was, enough it was which... weird it was super weird but at the same time it was so grounded in 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 reality right that it made you kind of take it too seriously yeah and then and then you're just going to be disappointed right so i don't know c plus just because i thought the bright spots were very bright mm-hmm. unfortunately that was what not even 10% Over, overshadowed the movie. yeah so, by the I rest of the movie which was not that bright at all right yeah, um, yeah. anyway anyway hey glad we didn't see it in theaters yeah, that would have been a lot of money to spend on that movie. <laughs> might have been that the review might have been a little more negative if we, we, we had yeah. spent money. On That's that a good point. Theaters. That's a good point. We might have been uh, a lot more disappointed. It might have been a much more pissed off review. <laughs> anyway, um, you wanna? Well, hey, listen, out, Dom. Those at, are our at thoughts one point, on Pig. At one point, Gus, we yeah. said that. 20 to 25 minutes was like a good range for all of our reviews. Yeah. Um, turns out we've never been able to do that. <laughs> um, well, we finally figured it out. So maybe we're turning the corner. Um, yeah, listen, I don't, I don't know that I recommend this movie, but I do recommend listening to our podcast. If you're hearing this, you Hell already yeah. are. Listen to the rest of them. Please go, go back or I don't even care. Don't go back. Just listen to the future ones. It doesn't matter. Tell your friends, tell your aunts and uncles, tell your neighbors. If you talk to your neighbors, I don't. Yeah. Um, I I honestly, I, but if I did, I'd probably tell them I have a podcast. Yeah. That'd be a point because that'd be the only thing to talk about with them. Right. Because people, people love podcasts. What are you all about, dude? Oh, well my friend and I do a podcast. They're like, no, what do you do for work? I said, it doesn't matter. I have a podcast. Who cares about work, dude? Who cares? I have a podcast. Who cares? I'm employed. You're employed. It's probably a nine to five. Mine's probably a nine to five. But what I do that's interesting is a motherfucking podcast with my best friend. That's a good point, Gus. Great conversation topic. Maybe you guys should take that. And make your own conversation. Hey, I know a couple guys that have a podcast. Yeah. Hey, I watch movies. You watch movies. Let's listen to this podcast. These guys also watch movies. About movies. Uh, yeah. And they talk about it on their podcast. And while you're at it, leave oh. us a review. Leave us a five-star hit review. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Yes. Uh, send us a message. Send on, us a message on um, the, the gram. Yes. Front underscore row media. Yes. Um. Comment on our Facebook page. We're at Front Row Seats on Facebook. Front Row Seats on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We're at uh, frontrowmedia1 at gmail.com if you want to email. But who emails anymore? Who emails? Just send us, just DM us. We'll respond to DMs way faster. Way faster because... Wait, 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 ask me when the last time I checked our email was. Uh, When was the last time you checked our email, It's been months. (laughs) So if you have emailed us and you're just now listening to this, I'm sorry. I haven't read it. Nor will I. I'm just kidding. I will eventually send us an email. I don't care. Should send we a- should we check our emails? Yeah, maybe. Just in case. Not right now, because if it's empty, I'm gonna be sad. Be big sad. Yeah, we'll do that off air. <laughs> we'll um, do that off air. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. We've got more content coming. Yeah, we do. In uh, 
in the new year. In it might year. be the new year, actually, by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, it could be. Um, we've got a couple movies left from this year that we hope to cover. We're trying to get to see um, a couple movies that we won't see until the new year because of right uh, distribution issues. Macbeth. We will, we we will get see to Macbeth, Macbeth probably until January. That one I'm excited for. Yeah. I'm excited for that pod, too. I think that's one of our more anticipated films of the year, which mm-hmm. is saying something given that we learned about it in, what, August? Maybe September. even later than that. Yeah, it, it, might it, was, like it was September, this October. fall when yeah, we learned about Macbeth, mm-hmm. and I'm pumped. I'm so excited. Um, we've also got The Power of the Dog coming out. Yep. A uh, Netflix movie from this year that we didn't quite get to, but we're going to keep cranking these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any suggestions for us, just let us know. Um, we're happy to oblige. Always. Always, Always. happy to oblige. Uh, oh, uh, anyway. 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 That'll do, pig. That'll, that'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do.